Hello and welcome to the 4th of August, 2022. Uh, I'm sure I've messed all that up. Uh, episode of Swapping Joysticks, your home for LGBT gaming content and more. And I'm your host, Biggest Benis, aka Ben Ostwick. And I am joined, as always, by Eurogamer's very own reviewer extraordinaire. Uh, Nightingale. What the hell was the last 30 seconds? It's, what What was that? That was my intro. Why, do you want to do it next time? No, you're good. Don't worry. Fine, fine. Well, um, how are you doing, Ed? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's, um, it's been a busy week, but it's calming down now. And uh, I'm looking forward to a quiet weekend of some gaming. You've been very stressed. Why have you been stressed? Uh, I've just had a lot on. Yeah, tell um, us all about the things that have been making you stress so that you can uh, bring them back and suffer that trauma yeah. again. <laughs> Me? Wow. <laughs> Kidding. Um, well, we, we went to the Formula E last week. We did. You put the E into Formula E. That I did. Um, and uh, yeah, we, I, I had to write about that on Monday. And, and esports and racing is not something that I know a huge amount about. And I'm not He's sort gay. Of naturally inclined oh. to rest now because I'm a bit, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I somehow managed to make it look like I know what I'm talking about. Um, my boss, who's very into racing, well, boss, boss, editor, who's very into racing, was very impressed with my writing. Mm. So that was nice. I mean, you're a very good writer. I tried. You put the words down very, very well. And did you have a good time? I had a very, very good time. Um, so, yeah, we we... We went there on the Friday um, and got a little tour around the whole thing. We did an interview with Jano Opmir, who is an esports champion uh, of F1, not mm. a Formula E, but of F1. And we got to try out the sim races that they use, which are very tricky. They were very tricky. Um, and there were these like two hairpins in the race because they did. So you were racing around it in a proper sim, you know, setup and stuff. It's very, very cool. Um, but yeah, you could do a lap of the track and it had all false feedback and everything like that. And, and it's the actual track from the London Formula E. That's the thing. So yeah, they, it's not... the, the track they made, they recreated in the game. Which apparently they weren't even releasing for a few weeks. So we got we were one of the first people to try it because we managed to get in. We managed to go and play it on Friday before it opened to the public. Um, and there were these two hairpins and they were just uh, they were just impossible to impossible. get around. I don't understand how you even get around them without... Because the turning circle of the car that I was driving did not have a turning circle that could get around that hairpin. So, but eventually, you know, I found the reverse button and went around them. And I was like, well, that was terrible. That was awful, I'm sure. And then, you know, later on in that day and then watching other people the following day, I was like, you know what? The fact those two hairpins, get rid of those two hairpins, which they actually did in the real race because this year they've removed those two hairpins. But get rid of those two hairpins, I'd have made it around without crashing. And uh, compared to sure. all the, I mean, I didn't crash in the other parts, not every lap. Um, but yeah, no, watching other people play it, I was like, okay, maybe I'm not terrible because there were people just bouncing off it like Mario Kart. But then watching the actual esports competition later on, and you see people at full speed racing around. Oh yeah, it's so impressive when you've then been in a sim racer and you get how it works. And I, I mean, I'm not used to literally steering in a in a in a racing game with a with a steering wheel i like using a controller mm. so just trying to do that and the way that they give you feedback and it shakes um it's it's really tricky to use um so it's very impressive when you actually see people using them um so we got we got to play on those we got a tour um and then we got the vip treatment where we were driven around the actual racetrack in race cars which was incredible yes yeah, lots cars Cars. Yeah, we were in like an electric Jaguar, which people go, oh, is this blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, probably. Um, <clears throat> but it was a very, very fast Jaguar. Yeah. Again, my editor was like, oh, is it a Jaguar boom, 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 boom type? Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, it was a white Jaguar car. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. No, we, we have mentioned this before on stream, <clears throat> but we haven't mentioned it on the podcast before. So you get the story again. Um, but yeah, we were like, we went in there and there was probably like roll cages yeah, I had to kind of like slide in over a bar and like between these two bars, uh, which wasn't easy with my height and flexibility. But then, yeah, they put the um, 
seatbelt on. And such a big helmet on as well. I got a massive helmet. And yeah, I would. I tried to swap my helmet with somebody who had a slightly smaller head than me because he had an XL and I only had an L. And I was like, can I swap? Well, I didn't say can I swap, but I was like, oh, what size is yours? Because I was seeing if they did XL ones. And it turns out it was a famous footballer called Carlton Cole. I had no clue. Some Absolutely people we no know. Clue. Your flatmate knew who he was. Sure. He listened he, to a podcast he, by him. He's into football. <laughs> he even listens to podcasts by uh, by Carlton Cole. Um, eventually they did have an XL for me um, and it was very, very snug, I've got to say. But yeah, I was driven around by a former Formula 3 driver. But it was, they, they kind of bunched the cars I up. had some guy called Steve. Yeah. He was like, right, Ed, I'm Steve. Shook my hand. And then just puts his foot down and we go fucking flying around corners at however many miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And I nearly shat myself. <laughs> yeah. 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 T- see, three extra lives. He knows who he is. Um, but yeah, the I think, so Carlton Cole, the, he was being driven by somebody else and they went kind of scooting off ahead. But the rest of us, the four, because there were four other cars behind they were like about two meters between each other going at, I don't know how, I don't know the speed. It must have been like 60, 70 miles an hour, but like then immediately round into a corner. You try going in a car, what's that, like 100, over 100 kilometers per hour and then suddenly, you know, blasting on the brakes and turning around a corner. You just get thrown around. I thought I was going to be sick about three times. I could feel my stomach yeah. moving around inside my body. At, at a separate pace to the rest of me. <laughs> my yeah. stomach was back there somewhere. Um yeah, I I was also literally just sat there gripping onto the to the strap around me, just like please don't be sick, please don't be sick, please don't be sick. Um, and it's fine on the straights; you don't think it's that quick. And then they slam on the brakes and go speeding around a corner, so close, like round the apex. And you're like, how are you doing this? How are you controlling this car? Um, and it feels very light because there's no engine in it, so there's loads of legroom, and it feels light. And you're speeding around. Um, it was. It, it was one minute of my life that absolutely went past in a blur and I could not tell you what happened in that minute. No. It was just too quick and I'm glad it was only one lap because I don't think I could have lasted another, which really makes me appreciate drivers who are then doing that. You know, the Formula E drivers are doing it for 45 minutes um, for their race or like F1 drivers are doing it for like well over an hour um, at like full yeah. speed. You're like, the toll on your body and your head mm. to do that at such speed for so long is genuinely really impressive. Yeah, like your neck, you must be kind of straining in it. And you see them doing these this exercise, like moving their necks and stuff like that, um, and like strength, neck strengthening exercises, and you can see exactly why. <clears throat> um, yeah, we were told incorrectly we didn't get to drive them, which I'm quite glad. Because we, we, we weren't even told it was going to be... We, they say, oh, you can actually drive around it in a Formula E car. And I was like... Well, that sounds really dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what they they had yeah. explained to me, and then it was like, no, no, it's a professional, and you're just in the sides, just screaming. Yeah. Which I was actually um, much happy with. There was a guy in there because there was another guy that was queuing up. There was a journalist, and we're like, oh, do, are you do you drive a lot? And he's like, oh, not since the late nineties, um, or whatever. He was, he was, he's like, not in a long, 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 long time. <laughs> yeah, luckily they didn't uh, let us drive. But then we followed Mr. Carlton Cole, who was having a private tour of the pit lane, and we just tagged along and got to go down the pit lane and see everyone hard at work preparing the cars, um, which was awesome. Like the day before anyone else was there, we got to go down and actually see everything and be there on the pit lane, which was super cool. Yes, it was pretty awesome in in the pit lane. You will improve your uh, straightness soon. What did I say? On the pit lane. Oh, but it's in the pit lane. Yeah. I'll t- you know, you're, it's a, you're a work in progress, uh, Mr. Nightingale. We'll get you there. All right. <laughs> well, then we went to the actual race then uh, the next day, which was uh, which was also really fun. I love how Formula E has this really weird qualifying where they oh. do head-to-heads to, to, in duels to determine who gets uh, to pole. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, um, they have, I think it is, for example, I don't know, I, I think it's like 18 cars. Um, and then they split them into, I might actually be 16. I think it's like 16 cars and they split them into groups of eight. And in those eight, the top four qualify for the jewels. So yeah, the top four qualify for the, out of these two, uh, you know, these two brackets and that's just like a normal qualifying, you know, they race around, try and get the highest, the, the fastest lap 
um, over a set time. And then when you've got the final, well, then you've got the final eight, because the top four of each two groups pro uh, progress, they then have to face each other off within like a one lap head to head. So, you know, they, one of them, they both have to do the laps at the same time or just like about 30 seconds apart, but they only have one chance. If they screw up that lap, then they're going to lose the duel and they'll be, you know, last in the, uh, in the top 10 or in the top eight. So yeah, to progress to the next round, you have to nail the lap that you're doing. You can, you must like try as fast as you can, you know, to get the fastest lap and beat the other person, but you can't make any mistakes. Otherwise you're going to be eliminated. I just, it's such an exciting, uh way of doing qualifying it's very cool mm. and then the actual race is 45 minutes plus a lap so it's not a set number of laps it's just a set time yeah. and that's because the batteries because they're electric cars they don't last much longer mm. um so yeah it was just it was just a really fun day out i've never been to a racetrack before um and never seen anything like that so it was just really fun i mean it was my gift to you so happy birthday thank you um, but uh it's your yeah, birthday it very soon well you've got a lot of uh you know a lot to live up to, haven't you? I do, yeah. I can't quite do that. I said, well, I'm taking it. It's in two weeks today, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, two weeks today. So that uh, podcast will be uh, the day early. Um, I'm taking you to a very fancy sushi it restaurant. won't be because I'm out the day before, but fine. Okay, we'll have to do it another day. We'll skip a week. We'll skip a week. It's fine. Can't skip a week. We'll do it on the Tuesday. Um, maybe That's we'll record. night. <laughs> We'll find a way of doing it where the podcast does go live. Maybe it'll be in a podcast that you can only get on iTunes. <clears throat> Maybe we won't do it live. We'll do a pre-recorded one. But anyway, yeah, and I'm going to take you anyway. to, a, <clears throat> to a sushi restaurant in Mayfair. Um, but like to live up to what you did, I think I'm going to have to give you like a tour of the kitchen. Go meet the, <laughs> go meet all the uh, the pot washers and stuff. <laughs> yes, I definitely want to meet the pot washer. <laughs> well, there you go. <sighs> Anyway, so I anyway this week wrote about that experience, um, but the the esports side. So I spoke to, as I mentioned, the esports racer and also the director of gaming at Formula E, um, who gave us the tour on the Friday. So just talking all about um, basically how they're trying to push esports within Formula E as like an extra part of it, um, which was which was really nice yeah. and really fun to. Uh, Really fun to write about. So, so that was that was busy, and then there is a certain game that is out next Tuesday, mm -hmm, um, which you can talk about now. I I can talk about now because the review went live today, which has basically taken over my life for the last week, um, and I finally got the review done today, and that is Two Point Campus. Way hey, which I, you're going to be playing tomorrow, aren't you? Ben? I am. I've been uh, given permission to stream it tomorrow from like. Well, I'll be streaming it from 7 p.m. UK time and I'll play it quite late because I've got, you know, I've got a couple of beers. I'm going to sit back, chill, relax, play nice. some Two Point Campus till late. It's going to be great. And yes, Ed, what did you think to Two Point uh, Campus? Helios I... says Two Point games can be so addictive. Did you find that? Yes. <laughs> I have literally been up till like 1 a.m. every night last week playing it. Um, I have had an absolute blast playing that game. Um, and you're right. It's the kind of game where you're like, oh, I just need to get one star. I need to get two stars. I'm really close to it. And you're just waiting for the numbers to go up. Um, I'll, I'll explain from the beginning for people who don't know. Two Point Campus is the next game from Two Point Studios who made Two Point Hospital. Two Point Hospital being the spiritual successor to Theme Hospital from back in the 90s. And essentially, you have to create a university. So it's a sim management game. Um, it's a British studio full of British humor, so it's very, very silly. Um, and you have to create your own university, uh, and it's all fantasy, fantasy school lessons. So the first level is um, uh, sort of techy, sciencey stuff. So very silly science lessons. Then there's gastronomy. There's night school, as in knights in shining armor. Nightingale. Um, night Ed Night School um there's um there's a magical school there's a silly music school archaeology spies like all these different lessons that are all very very silly um and you go through the campaign and each level is sort of a different spoof on a type of university 
and um, you basically have to add in your lessons. Uh, so you have your specific classrooms, you have your lecture rooms, you've got um, dormitories and bathrooms and staff rooms, a library, all the different things that you would have in university. So you have to you have you have like a blank canvas of your your buildings, and you have to add in all the different a classrooms. Blank, a blank campus. There you go. Um, and add in that's your one joke. Uh, and then add in all the different classrooms and hire, um, hire um, your 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 staff members, so lecturers and assistants and and, and janitors. Um, and and just let it thrive and, and manage everything and what's really interesting about it is that you you have to really balance um the sort of management side of making money and pleasing your students and and doing that through tuition and making sure that they are getting good grades um you know leveling up your your student uh, your, your teachers and your classrooms getting the best training but also there's then um, the entertainment side of things. So you have to add in um, a student union and have student parties and all that kind of stuff to keep what do them students, entertained. What do students do to have fun? Are you asking real life or in the yeah, game? Yeah, real life. And in the game. I imagine it's reflected in the game. Oh, the same thing. Banging. <laughs> <laughs> Getting pissed and banging. Can, do they get drunk in it? Yeah. Oh, there, um, there's, there's also, I, I sort of don't want to say too much about it because part of the joy of the game is discovering all the little details and all the little parallels to university. Um, but there are medical conditions that they get from their lessons and then you have to have like a medical room for them to go to. So one of them is that they can, um, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's basically from, from drinking too many milkshakes. Um, so they're getting drunk. Um, and, um, yeah, so you've got to have a student union. You have to have different clubs. Um, so you put up a stand for a club. So there's like a walking, uh, speed walking club, which means that when they join that, they get a buff that they can walk to um, to class quicker. Um, or there's a nature club where they will help to look after the grounds, but that also means that they run around naked. Um, there are so many little details in it. Um, there's also a whole relationship system so in in actuality it doesn't add too much to the gameplay beyond make them happier because they they make friends with each other so to do that you have d different friendship items like um, benches and a water cooler and stuff like that and they make friends with each other as they're running around the school um, and then you can add in love items so there's a love bench or um, they can go and sit on and have chats or there's a lovely double bed that they can jump up and down on or there's an item called a love trumpet where they will blow bubbles around the love trumpet have you ever blown um, a love trumpet before oh frequently i'm very good at it um uh, <laughs> um and uh and so they then have they have romances which starts from like a crush going up to soulmates and um it it doesn't really add too much apart from just it makes them happy um, and when they're happier, they have better grades. Um, so um, <laughs> someone clip that. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually need more drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this whole uh, sort of romance system to it. And they all have such silly names, and, yes. which are randomly generated. You know, I had I had a student called Nigella Fromage. Um, she got ejected. Um, Did she? Why? And, yeah, because of the fucking name. Oh, oh, wow, wow, you talk, we're talking about, you know, certain magic schools we despise of all these discriminatory things, and you're discriminating against people's names. Yes, absolutely. Um, the other thing I will say as well with those relationships is that they are massively inclusive, so like anyone... Not your school, though. Anyone. Not your school. No, Can't love all anybody. Of my schools turned out to be gay. I'm genuinely not kidding you. I ended up with a chef school of lesbian chefs. And then in the in the music, what did, school what did they did, make? What did they make? <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> they made lovely burgers, um, beef curtains. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and then in the in the in the music school, like I had more, um, I had more <laughs> relationships in the music school than like any other school. Who said fish music, tacos? Music are horny. <laughs> um, so. 
Yeah, like, but it's really inclusive. Like, everyone loves everyone. The students are all really androgynous looking anyway. So the, it's the, just really nice and inclusive. Is there any, you know, like, dodgy teacher, student love? They cannot bang, I'm afraid. But I know, I'm quite glad. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I suppose at university, you know, and yeah. Do you yeah. have any hot lecturers at university? Um, no. I had one lecturer who who was i mean i'd studied music so of course half of them were gay um but he was gay and wore leather trousers infamously all the time um but he was bless him was lovely but uh, he was not my type um <laughs> it's the most polite way of saying you <laughs> um, look like you'd you know fallen out the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down that's not what i said okay okay um he he wore those leather trousers very well mm. um so yeah, there's also um, pride items as well. So um, your student, your um, student lounge, you can add like rainbow um, uh, wallpaper around and have like a pride mar uh, pride rug and stuff like that. So obviously, I just made every school like as gay as possible. Did, um, what's the one that you couldn't make gay though? It wouldn't let you put. Was it the student union? It couldn't make you. Uh, you there was something yeah, you were like I so can't. There's there's a student union which is which you can't well there's 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 different styles and customizations for different rooms um and the student union and then the student lounge are different so mm -hmm. the lounge is kind of like sofas and and sort of kitchen type area and then the student union is like a bar and a stage and then you can invite pop stars to come and perform on your stage mm. um, or when you're in the music school you can do an open mic night so all your students get an extra chance to perform um like the way that they replicate real life mm. is genuinely really clever um i really like it um i will say the magic school is really well done as well um i won't say too much about it but there are a lot of harry potter references but obviously that aren't harry potter because fuck that um and so yeah you can basically make like the gayest magic school you could want which oh, is amazing that is awesome i can't um, wait and it's i read in your in a review on eurogamer that said that it felt a bit oh, like a tutorial that? well it felt said that the campaign felt like a tutorial yeah so each level in the campaign has kind of its own mission so different things to get to one star which is how you unlock the next level is to get to one star or you can continue and get three but trying to get three stars first time is really hard so that's going to take a long time um when you oh, shit. unlock things you can go back and add them later on as well i did say we're um, going to try and get to three stars on uh... i mean good luck with that um <laughs> you're better off just getting one star and everything to unlock stuff but each level mm. kind of teaches you it teaches you a new um, element. So the first level, there are barely oh. any things to add. And then later levels, for instance, add a marketing room. So suddenly you can then have marketing to increase your student intake or whatever else. Um, so so there are lots of things that you can add in later levels. Um, so it feels kind of like a tra like a sort of extended training mode, basically. Okay. But there is also a sandbox mode. Yeah. Um, which the more you play the campaign, the more you unlock to do in the mm. in the sandbox mode. So you can then go back to any of the levels, but then you can add in any class to any uh, to any level. So you so can have instance, your magical you then, music score. Exactly. So you can go back and say, right, I'm going to do the magic school, but then you can have music lessons or clown mm. lessons or spy lessons or whatever else you want. Um, and you can set that to create mode where you've basically got like the maximum budget so that you can then just spend your time creating right from the beginning, like buy every plot of land, put in every classroom you want with like tons of money. Um, hmm. But yeah. Jim Beta, that is Two Point Campus. Um, and I will yes. be streaming, the, streaming that on this channel tomorrow night from 7 p.m. UK time. So in 23 hours. <laughs> and it's out, next, it's out officially next Tuesday. It's out on literally every console um and it was delayed for a couple of months and partly that was to make sure that all the console versions lined up um mm. so you can play it on switch you can play it on playstation xbox or pc um it's also coming to game pass so if you've got that you can play it for free um and um yeah it's it is absolutely very much recommended by me don't if you've played two point hospital mm. it's that but better the problem and you'll know what to expect the problem with playing there's a big problem of playing it on switch 
The problem is you'll play it in bed and you will never sleep. Because that is the type of game you just, oh, just play a little bit before going to bed. And those games you can't put down because you're like, oh, just need a little bit more because if I just, you know, two minutes and I'll unlock this thing and then you unlock that thing and then you've realized that you can put it somewhere. And by the time you put it down, you're close to unlocking something else or you're nearly at one star. And and then you, yeah, you end up going to sleep about 5 a.m. Yeah. So you're playing it tomorrow. I'm yes. going to be playing it on Tuesday next week, mm-hmm. um, which is launch day. And also my one year stream anniversary. <gasps> one year stream. Um, you've really been streaming for a year. Yeah. It's been quite well, a year. Technically, technically on Monday, which is the eighth, but uh, Tuesday the ninth, I will celebrate that with some two point campus. So you can come watch both of us play. Yes. Do it. Um, yeah, it is. Jamie says that it sounds like my cup of tea. I yeah. The, I think Moni was saying that she's not really a massive uh, like management gamer, uh, but was reading your review and really liked it, and thought maybe. Yeah, it's been a year already. I can thoroughly recommend it. Will you be playing some fogs? No, I'm going to be playing Two Point Campus. None of your, you know, your old and games. And I will. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to show people, sort of what the game can do and later bits because obviously I've unlocked quite a bit having played it already. So you trying to say I'm I want to finish to... it by then? What by tomorrow? No, good luck. Well, I mean by the well, no, because I might stream on Sunday night. I'll do my plans. I don't know. On Monday. I'll probably play on Monday as well. I doubt I'll get to the uh, end where you are, though. Do I remember the first game that I streamed, says my... Oh, that's a really good question to ask. Um, mine, was, mine was Death's Door. Oh, that's a shame. Mine was... It depends what you count as stream. Oh, don't do it. It depends question. I technically streamed a game and then realized I my internet was nowhere near good enough and stopped after two minutes. Does that count? No. Okay. I think the first game I might have streamed was Hitman. On and it a was nice through choice. my through my PlayStation. And it's actually before my before when I was officially started streaming. I don't count those because they were just little test things. Yeah. There you go. But the one I played for two minutes and then decided it wasn't was FIFA. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That was no. it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I'd become a FIFA streamer? Please no, I'm you. terrible at it. I'm terrible at games. It's weird. I'm one of those. I'm not like you where you can pick up a game and be decent at it pretty quickly. I will literally play a game for years and years and years and then someone will come and like start playing it and within like a few days be better than me which speaking of which by the way uh we have recorded a video of us uh well we promised it last week we had issues and we it's coming out this saturday um the first in our formula one 2022 series where ed and i are racing around the uh track at miami and uh, that will be the first. So you can tune in, go and watch that. That'll be out on Saturday morning. Find out who won, who got the most points, if any of us actually got points, what happened. On YouTube. And it'll be on YouTube, YouTube, youtube.com slash Biggest Benis. No. no. <laughs> Swapping Joysticks. Sorry, I mean, you should follow that channel. But yeah, youtube.com slash Swapping Joysticks. Um, yeah, you're becoming a bit of a Formula One fan now. A bit, yeah. Hmm. A bit. And, not really going to be talking about too many games that I've been playing because I've started Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So I've been, I'm coming to Xenoblade Chronicles 3 from Xenoblade Chronicles, like, Definitive Edition. And oh my god, it's so much better. Like, it makes... I don't know if I could go back and finish Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Maybe I will. Maybe, you know, once I've really... If I do love Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and it holds me for the entire duration of it and I end up finishing it, then, to be honest, I probably would want to go back and play and finish Definitive Edition. But the quality of life improvements, I, I imagine they made they fixed a lot of those in two, but the ones in three are just so much better, so much better, especially in the battles. Like in the battles, if you wanted a special move, you had to like scroll through a wheel of moves, uh, or at least scroll. It wasn't even a wheel because it wasn't even connected. It was just like you had to scroll along a bar to get the move that you wanted and then press it. So it was just. And so you spent most of the time looking at that rather than actually looking at the enemy. And also you had to position yourself next to, uh, like either behind or to the side of a 
of one of the um you know one of the enemies to do critical hit damage or whatever and yeah it was just awful but they've made the battle system so much easier that you can actually see the position of where you need to be you know what button to press and you don't even need to look at i mean i've i got to the point where i'm not even looking at the uh, at the ui to see which button i'm needing to press so it's just becoming natural and i'm actually wanting to like fight people in that game because i in, i'm enjoying the battles so much um like w when i was a kid whenever i faced a boss i'd be like oh shit oh i'm gonna get stuck on this for ages and i, ugh, I hate it i used to hate bosses in games um but the more i play of this game is like yeah i was against a boss i'm only i'm like about three hours in and i faced like a mini boss and it was just like you know what i'm really looking forward to actually fighting this and using all these skills using this huge selection of different moves and skills and abilities that um you know it just makes it a really fun game to play i'm really jealous because i've heard only good things about this game yeah and it was it was on my radar already like the whole series was but i figured i know that they're individual games but hearing what you're saying i'm really intrigued to play the first one still i know the second one people aren't as keen on yeah. I still really want to play the first one, but I fear that if I jump straight into three, I'm going to go back to one and be like, this is terrible. I don't want to play it. So I feel like I really want to play the first one first, but I also don't have a spare like 90 hours to put into a JRPG. No. He says with like five on the go um, before playing three. So maybe I'll just jump straight into three. I, I Do really, it. really want to play it. Because I've just had only good things. I don't. Uh, I agree with what somebody had said that they shouldn't number them, because it just it puts people off. Because yeah, there's the, because the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which is the new the Switch version of it. Then there's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Cross, which was on the Wii U, which was brilliant. I love that. I put lots of hours into it, uh, many hours into it. Then two came out. I dropped off that quite quickly, despite it being fun. It just didn't. I didn't enjoy playing it as much and. For me, when a game comes out, I have to enjoy playing it. Like, I'm not someone like you who will go through and just finish a game for the sake of it. But I have to... Oh, I will force my way through. Exactly. <laughs> I have to enjoy Even if the story is really good, if it doesn't feel or play as well as I want it to, I'll drop off it really quickly. And that's kind of what happened with 2. Um, but 3, like, I'm thinking, like, how quick can I edit that Formula 1 video so I can just go and lie in bed and play some more Xenoblade? It is so much fun nice but that will be yeah um and obviously got the british voice actors and uh yeah i'm trying to think what else i've enjoyed from that game but yeah so far so good so very nice. very good shall we see what other other people have been playing we discord? shall do that let's go so um this is the first week that we're doing this we asked in discord earlier exclamation mark discord in the chat if you want to get a copy or if you want to go and uh, join or if you're listening to this on the podcast uh, later it is discord.gg slash biggest Benis. you can join us there um the, the question of the day today and this is what we're going to ask every thursday is what have you been playing and give us a little short review give us a just let us know what's been going on uh or what you think of games that are coming out so yeah what is going out what's been uh, what have people been saying sclerp thank you very much for joining well a lot of people have been playing bear and breakfast which I've also sort of that came out this week and looks really intriguing as a sort of stardewy managementy kind of thing about a cute bear making a B and B. So what's not to love there? But yeah, I've seen a lot of people seem to be playing that. What have people said about it? Um, I'm now trying to find some comments. <laughs> um, Randy Pasta says, I'm playing Bear and Breakfast and Power Wash Simulator. Both are very relaxed games to play that don't require a lot of effort. Which yeah. is probably true. Um, and Debs, Bear and Breakfast is super cute and chill. Uh, plus people on their Discord are so creative in decorating the different buildings. Um, the devs have been working hard on sorting out bug fixes and whatnot, which is good. Hmm. Speaking of Bear and Breakfast, that premiered, didn't it, at the Wholesome Games Direct? Mm. There's an article today I saw I read about how the Wholesome Games Direct is uh, abusing animals in game. Oh, it promotes because, animal because abuse. Because cute games, yeah, have animal abuse because of fishing. Oh, I didn't read much of it. Was it just about the fishing? 
Well, apparently Animal Crossing is full of animal cruelty because it's got fishing in it. Okay. It's on a rival website. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like a PETA press release. <laughs> Gemma says, I'm so deep into a hole. Sorry, a Stardew Valley hole um, at the moment. Uh, the Liz bought me some Stardew Valley stickers on Etsy. So that's cute. Aww. That's a couple goals. But lots of people are still playing Stardew. Yes. Uh, Mr. Millhill, I tried out Hooked on You, the Dead by Daylight dating simulator, simulator yesterday. Seems fun. I may or may not also be about to play that. Oh, isn't it? Mm. Like people are out there playing it now. I didn't realize it was instantly released. It was instantly released. Um, but we'll get to the news shortly. Oh. And then we'll talk about that. Um, Pancake, also deep into a Stardew hole, despite getting perfection recently. Wow. Um, also playing some Sims 4, mostly building challenges. I love the custom pronouns they added, which is excellent. A lot of people are playing Sims at the moment mm. um, because of the, the new pronouns, the relationships and new things they've added in, uh, which is uh, which is very nice to see. Um, Sret is still playing Animal Crossing. Restarting my island and loving the structure of the early game right now. I miss the structure of the early game. Hmm. Deep in a stardew hole. Leave my husband Shane alone. <laughs> I think it's Alex who is the stardew hole. Um, Amanda's playing some Fall Guys. Um, I've started winning crowns for the first time ever. Congratulations. I haven't You're quite doing reached... better than Ben. Yeah, I haven't quite really, you know, reached that yet. Um, the Nancy Drew games, which are old and janky and hard, and I love it. And then Marvel Snap is fun, but really basic. I hope uh, as I get further into it, it'll be more fun and challenging. Is it Marvel... Marvel Snap? Is it like Snap as in the game, as in the card game? Or do you go around taking photos of Marvel characters? Or is it like, yeah, the Shiva crossover where with the, snip, with the Snap? With the Snip. <laughs> yeah, with the Snip. Pokemon Snip. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Snip, you have to go around and neuter all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a card duel game okay oh. interesting so card snaps that's fine mm. um ravi lavi's been playing some dvd um it recently underwent a major perk overhaul for both survivors and killers not to mention their new prestige system and it's been an adjustment to stay to say the least the scales have tipped to the killer side a bit but they've made a couple tiny adjustments this week that made it tolerable it's fun seeing everyone running different builds through for survivor side Mm. interesting I, I saw they've done a massive overhaul so it's interesting to see how the community is reacting to that nice also Swedes is playing some RimWorld again this time using the ideology DLC I've been building a little hotel colony with a restaurant shop in a desert oasis with my little vegan nudist hedonist cult I'd like to know more about that yeah the RimWorld is I feel like I've no I do I have RimWorld because it's Factorio and RimWorld. I know. I think RimWorld sometimes goes on sale, but I might be wrong. But like, you just never see them on sale, and you just end up having to get them. But they are just permanently up there as one of the best. Yeah, Yuffie and her husband have been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite um, in the evenings. Doesn't feel like anything new, but it's the one year anniversary. It is. I can't believe that game's been out a year already. Mm. Cannot believe um, that. And then Westman's been playing Destiny Two. Struggled to finish the Solstice event and tried to learn RimWorld without any success. I'm, um, yeah, the Solstice event is, oh, I love Destiny, but it makes you, I love Destiny 2 so much. But if you want to get, like, to tick everything off, which I'm one of those people that likes to tick everything off, it's a full-time job. Like, you can't just play a little bit. You have to be constantly playing. Like, I spent hours and hours and hours one week ticking off some of ticking off like the weekly challenges and I didn't manage to do it. And then the next time I logged on, there were like another 30 added or there were another like three or four weeks of them, which I know I, yeah, I start didn't play it for a week, but still it's, uh, it is a full-time job. There you go. I actually so did. It was been very busy this week. Where's my video? I hundred percented the solstice event. I hundred percented the, um, it was like the anniversary event that they did. And I got so burnt out, I didn't play the game for six months. <laughs> Destiny 2 is very easy to get burnt out on. Burnt out on. Mm. Have you ever been burnt out on a game? Um, I'm sure I have. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head now, though. Hmm. 
like I, I like to finish games if I can, but there is, well, maybe not burnt out entirely, but I get to a point where I start to get bored with it, especially if it gets repetitive. And I definitely had that this year with Elden Ring. Mm. Um, I still really enjoy it because there's so much content, but um, it got to a point where I was like, it's repeating bosses, it's repeating areas and enemies. And I kind of just, it's taken up so much of my time that I want it to end now because I'm, I'm, I want to play something else, but I also don't want to play something else until I finish this. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's been happening in the news then? News, news, well, news. it's been a very, very busy news week. Mm-hmm. I have to say, um, first up and, uh, <clears throat> this is a slight spoiler for after the stream, uh, the Mario Kart, uh, tracks are out today. So make mm. sure you you uh, you update your Maricot copy, yeah, um, and get the new tracks in. Um, I gave them a little go before this, but we're going to test them out with everyone um, after the podcast. So stick around for that. Um, also, uh, you'll know that in the last DLC pack, um, they had the Coconut Mall level from the Wii game, but people were very upset because the cars at the end that were driven by the shy guys didn't move in this version, and they used to. Um, they were completely static. They have now, in this update, changed that so that they basically do donuts, so that they now do move. They don't just sit there on the spot. Okay. Um, so people are a little bit happier that it's slightly closer to the original in that there are now moving Shy Guys. <laughs> Great. So there you go. So that's a nice little update for you. Um, Harvest Stella. This yes. is that uh, Final Fantasy-esque stardewy rune factory fantasy farming game um which i think people here will be interested in because people love final fantasy and people love stardew valley so this is kind of those together um they've announced some new details on that there was a square enix blog um so they've detailed um one of the towns which is the spring towns so it's got all four seasons and there's a town to go with them uh, the spring town looks very pretty it's obviously full of cherry blossoms um and considering this is a switch game it looks really nice it's really on steam as well but so it looks really nice for a switch game okay i'll just have to check that out because i remember looking when i first saw it i was like "Ooh, i wasn't quite sure hmm. uh we'll I think, see i think the graphics are actually looking nice okay but there's also the battle side of it as well um and um they've announced a new job called the sky lancer that uses a big spear and mm-hmm. has the wind abilities um so that's nice and then they've also shown some of the crops, the the spring crops. So there is the uh, cucumber mm-hmm. and the wisty peach, which look like a dick and a bum. Okay. Well, they know their uh, audience. Exactly. Mm. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. That's out on the 4th of November. Mm. So I think people will be interested in that. However, the big news of the week was the Pokemon live stream. Was it? On Wednesday. Okay. What do you mean, was it? How dare? I didn't watch it. I was um, working. Some of us have to work. Well, some of us have to watch for work. Um, so yes, there was a Pokemon live stream on Wednesday. They had some stuff about tournaments and Pokemon Go and some other crap no one cares about. Um, but they then had um, a new trailer, gameplay trailer, for Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. Um, so a new look at the open world um, I think it looks really cool because basically you're still following the gym idea but you can do it in a new order so it reminds me a little bit and I'm sure you won't have played it um, of um, A Link Between Worlds which was the 3DS Zelda game yeah. and it was the first Zelda game where you could do all the dungeons in any order um, and this feels similar um, I think um, so there'll still be the different elements, but I'm guessing it means that, you know, when when you're playing previous poker, Pokemon games, you know, remember when you played Red and Blue and you're like, right, I want Charmander at the start. Mm-hmm. But that's basically choosing hard mode for the beginning because the first gym is rock and that's not weak to to, to fire. So you're basically a bit screwed. Um, whereas with this, it's like, OK, well, I've chosen the fire Pokemon as a starter. So that means I'm going to go straight to the grass gym because I know I can beat it. Mm. Um, and then you can sort of be a bit more strategic in the order you do them. So I think that sounds really interesting. Um, they've also shown off the legendary Pokemon, which we already had seen. But it seems like you're going to get them a lot earlier on. And you can then ride them as your transport around the world, which is really cool. Wow, legendary 
incredible rare Pokemon and we just like ride drive me around. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, the legendary Pokemon generally you get right at the end and then you don't want to use them because they're too powerful or whatever else and you haven't mm. grown attached to them apart from the fact that they're on the box art. Whereas now, you get them right from the start and so it becomes part of your team, which I really like. Okay. Um, the name of the region uh, is called Paldea and its shape of it is very similar to sort of Spain and Portugal. So we knew that it was going to be sort of Spain-inspired. Um and I did some digging into the name. Aldea means village in Spanish. So they've called it Paldea, which I'm presuming is the P for Pokemon. So it's like Pokemon village. Mm. Um, but also Pal is um, sort of Latin for friend and Dea is Latin for goddess. So it's kind of friend of the goddess. Um, maybe that's in the story somewhere. Um, so that'll be interesting. But the most interesting thing was the brand new Pokemon called fido which is a puppy made of dough and it's literally as if this pokemon was made for me i love dogs and i love bread and baking and now there is a puppy made of dough and i'm obsessed with it <laughs> however however i then read the description of it on the pokemon website fido's moist Smooth skin has elastic qualities and is both firm and soft at the same time. No, I don't want to touch Fido. Um, <laughs> when these Pokemon become excited, they intimidate their opponents by puffing up their bodies to appear bigger, i.e. they prove. Fido ferments things in its vicinity using the yeast in its breath, which means it's going to stink. <laughs> and it's going to give you a yeast infection if you if you cuddle it. Suddenly, I do not like this Pokemon. I mean, you like dogs, you like bread. Maybe mixing them together is a bad idea. Well, maybe. I just have a lot mm. of questions. Like, I want to know what it's going to evolve into, and how does it evolve? Like, does it mm. evolve by introducing a Firestone to basically bake it, and then it becomes a loaf of bread? Would you like a dog? That smells and feels like bread, or bread that tastes like a dog. <laughs> I mean, the dog that smells of bread. Okay, there you go. Yeah, definitely. That's the evolution. It's just yeah. bread that tastes like dog. But also, is it is it sweet dough or is it savory dough? Like, what's it going to be? Pizza dough. I I, I need to know. Um, I I want to know what it tastes like. I want to eat Fido. Wow. Okay. Well, you said it. Maybe it is the second one. Or does it mix with other Pokemon? So they showed other Pokemon um, from the region. There's Smoliv, which looks like an olive. So if you if you mix them together, do you get olive bread? Do you get a focaccia with olive oil? What was the what's the bread that's what's the one Pokemon that's a duck with a leek in its mouth? Far fetched. Far fetched. Well, that'd be a nice bit of pate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or do you mix Fido with a Lechonk and then you get a Hogro sandwich? Yeah. Because that I want to eat. Or with a Charmander and get toast. Well, exactly. Mm. If it goes near a fire Pokemon, does it just burn? Like, I, I, I have a lot of questions, <laughs> but I'm very excited to play as Fido. You don't give a shit, but I'm going to play the shit out of it in November. I so mean, I'll probably play and finish it like I did the last Pokemon, but I really don't care about Pokemon. <laughs> um, what I will also throw into chat here is um, an article that uh, Liv, um, who's doing some work experience with us, um, she has done a list of all the Fido memes uh, and artwork, and she has filled that with the best puns uh, and best memes. So go give that a, um, a mm. view as well. What also, was... there is the, the Whooper pokemon that now has a regional variety that covers itself in mud and becomes toxic so everyone's calling it the pooper <laughs> <laughs> what was that news that i read about uh cock industries well i've got to that oh um so yes there is the german i believe they're german uh company called cock media spelled k-o-c-h uh which i believe german speakers is koch and it means to cook Okay. Um, They're American, I thought. 
Are they? I, I mean, I've just presumed that presume they were German because it's a German word. Mm. Koch. Yeah. Um, but um, they have decided to um, to change their name. And the new name is spelt P-L-A-I-O-N, um, but they're pronouncing it Playon. And the reason they changed Cock Media is because um, it was difficult for some people to pronounce, but probably just because everyone kept calling it Cock. Um, <laughs> but what did and, they? Um, what was your headline in Eurogame, or what was the headline in Eurogame? Oh, uh, Victoria put in Cock Media ditching name it admits is tricky to get your mouth around. <laughs> so I thought it was genius. <laughs> uh, brilliant. So that was excellent. Um, some more Nintendo news. Um, it's oh, Cock Me- sorry, Cock Media is the uh, German Austrian company. I don't think it, maybe it's not nothing to do with the Cock Brothers. Oh yeah, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a slightly boring weekend that there's been lots of financials uh, that have been released in reports. Um, Nintendo Switch sales are down because of the chip shortage, mm-hmm. um, even though they're still very very high. Um, it's it's overtaken the Wii now. Um, and is quite only a short way behind the Game Boy, so it's doing really well. Um, but they have said that they uh, they've said there won't be a new Switch model this financial year. So people are still wondering, oh, is there going to be a new more powerful Switch? What's going to happen next? Um, so good news for us OLED uh, <laughs> buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, there won't be a new one this financial year. But that ends in March. So maybe in April they could announce a brand new Switch to go with Breath of the Wild 2. Just saying. I just really hope that they don't <clears throat> decide to go for a different model. Now, I've heard people say, or, oh, oh, like I a different that... type of, like, a ho- if they decide, you know what, we're going to do a home console that's just a home console now. I'd hate that. No, no, I think it will still be the Switch, but it will just be more powerful. Really and it hope. will have to play Switch software, mm. I hope, because people have spent all this money on them. Um, there was also another showcase this week from Behaviour, who make Dead by Daylight. There it was. Um, so this was their first ever one. They're obviously known for Dead by Daylight, but they are making loads of other games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a showcase, their first ever annual showcase. Um, now, there was still some Dead by Daylight news, which confirmed leaks um, about the next Resident Evil chapter, which is that the killer is going to be Wesker. And then the two survivors are going to be Rebecca Chambers and Ada Wong. Um, they're also making changes to the Raccoon City Police Department map, which I think people didn't like because it was too big. Mm. So they're now splitting that into two separate maps, the East Wing and the West Wing. Okay. Um, so it's easier to get around and they're a bit smaller and you go outside a bit more and things like that. So, um, so yeah, there, uh, there's going to be more Resident Evil, which we knew was coming. We just didn't know uh, which characters. So now we know that's confirmed. Um, the uh, Dead by Daylight dating sim called Hooked on You uh was released yesterday um so that was released at the end of the uh of the showcase um i'm going to be giving giving that a go this week oh yeah i am Mm. so we'll see how gay and sexy it can be um and then they had some brand new games so there's one called meet your maker which is a building and raiding game in an apocalyptic wasteland so the idea is that you build your own outpost and you fill it with traps and guards and then you go and raid other people's outposts to collect the genetic material, which is a resource that you need at the center. Um, and it's like one hit, you're dead. So you have to try repeatedly to get through the other the other person's traps um, to collect resources that you use to improve your own. So you're building raiding. It's all online. Um, the building side of it's all first person with blocks. So it looks very Minecrafty. Um, the raiding side is then first person shooter. Um, it's got a sort of Doom Quake kind of vibe to it, I think, in terms of its style. Um, it's sort of little big planet in terms yeah. of user-generated content that you then put online and share levels. Um, so it's kind of a mix of lots of other games put together. Um, it might be fun. It's quite different to Dead by Daylight, but it's still got that asymmetric multiplayer kind of thing to it. I really like the idea of it. I, I think I'm a bit more excited by it than you but i don't think it'd be something that i would enjoy playing if you know what it's i mean it's not my kind of game at all no but, but it has the potential to be really good mind you some yeah. games yeah we've had a few games that have like had really good potential and failed to live up, live up to it like um watchdogs legion i was thinking of whereas this is like yeah you can yeah building your own level that others have to kind of infiltrate to you know and have to beat your level for them to progress in their game i do like that idea um, it's coming out next year, but there is going to be a test run for about two months starting in August. 
Um, it is so August, though. To that. It is. They're starting this month, then. Mm. Nice. Um, there's another new game called Flipping Misfits, which is a uh, two to four player online brawler. Um, but it's set in space where you can change gravity. So think Gravity Rush mm-hmm. with a sort of Splatoon y space vibe. Mm. Um, which oh, also, right. some news that happened just after the podcast uh, last week. Um, Helios won the copy of Stray. Because <laughs> we, we said that we would do it just in case anybody only listens to the podcast and wonders Aye. and is like, wait a minute, didn't you have that competition last time? Yes. Helios, if you have played it, let us know what you think. Yeah. Because you've played, you finished um, Stray now, actually. You didn't mention it really, did you? Oh, that's true. Well, we talked about it last week. Yeah. yeah I finished Stray. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I really want to play through it again. Yeah. <laughs> See if I can do it in two hours. Yeah. I'm um, like, can I remember? <laughs> yeah. And then a couple of other things that they announced, which don't look great. So don't worry about it. Um, or they're not out for a while. Um, and then uh, there's this music game called We Are OFK, which I'm really excited about because mm. it's a music game and it's about an actual band releasing music. And the music's genuinely really good, um, sort of dream pop, synth pop kind of stuff. Um, it also is super gay friendly, um, loads of LGBT characters, uh, which is lovely. And it now has a release date. It's coming out episodically. There are five episodes coming out over four weeks, starting on the 18th of August, which is my birthday. Mm. Oh, it's, it's a sign. Yeah. But so you're... I'm excited to give that a go. Are you going to stream on your birthday? Um, I'm not going to stream on my birthday, but the day after, we're going to do a baking stream and you're going to make me a cake. <sighs> it's going to be fun because we'll also be, be a bit hungover. <laughs> going to be awful yeah but there we go and then the last bit of news someone has made a gaming pc from a toilet <laughs> so someone has literally taken a working toilet that still works as a toilet and they've put a pc inside of it so you can literally sit and have a shit and play on your pc great hard hitting news absolutely <laughs> uh it's the shit Sounds if amazing. you want to see a picture of it, here's a link. Yeah. <laughs> Did you write about it? No, it was Victoria. Oh. Um, but yeah, also, you know, I'm definitely not going to be including that in my presentation tomorrow. But yeah, the reason we started a little bit late today was because I've got a presentation tomorrow uh, where I've got to talk for like over an hour about a topic that I want. And I chose online streaming. Um, and I asked a lot of people on Twitter why they watch streams and I'm going to include all those answers in it and various other things and just talking about live streaming and Twitch to uh, potentially 500 people but it probably be like a third of that but um, still a fair few of people to fall asleep listening to me talking about Twitch very nice I'm sure you'll do a great job yeah well we'll see just need to get through it and that was the headlines for the week ba-ba-ba-ba-ba all right. Well, I think we'll call it a day for this podcast, but we will be going and playing some uh, Mario Kart, the new courses, straight afterwards. So, do you want to say goodbye? Well, where can people find you, Ben? Well, they can find me at twitch.tv slash biggestbenus or on YouTube slash biggestbenus or on Twitter slash biggestbenus1. And where can people find you, Ed underscore Nightingale? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Ed underscore Knights with an N. Hmm. And you can find all your Swapping Joysticks goodness and goodies at SwappingJoysticks.com. Uh, I really do recommend going, at, going to YouTube.com slash Swapping Joysticks because we do have that first race video going up on Saturday, the Miami Grand Prix. It's, it's fun. It was very fun to record and I can't wait uh, for people to see it. Mm. all the like too many links yeah we should just we should just have like a website be like go to biggestbenders.com or ed underscore knights.com with an n or swappingjoysticks.com and get you know find everything you want there all right um so you can find us on yeah all your podcasting places go and give us a subscribe if you fancy it and uh we'll see you next thursday same time same place same games same people same. Not same games, different games. We'll have something else to uh, to play. Yeah, hey, I'll probably still be talking about Xenoblade. 
Well, we can. You can also talk about your opinion on Two Point Campus as well. I can. I have played a little, 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 little bit already, um, and loved it. But we'll talk oh. about that on Friday. No spoilers. No spoilers. All right then. See you. Well, you See do you your little week. thing. Well, um, go forth. Swap your joysticks, but always with consent. That's right. <laughs>